from SLB Radio in Pittsburgh, Crossing Fences. African-American boys and young men creating oral history showcasing the lives and accomplishments of local African-American men. We was raised by the whole community back in the late 60s, early 70s. This is where I was born and raised. This is where I've been at since the beginning. I never left. My dad used to take me to work with him. He used to work at a uh, pizza spot. Life is the greatest teacher. You will find out. The choices you make will be with you. You better make the right one. From anesthesiologists to barbershop owners, entrepreneurs to engineers, and coaches to deacons, over 170 men have been interviewed. Today, let's hear from John Wilborn III, age 61, at the time of this interview. We lived on Hermitage Street between Sterrett and Collier. Well, I went to uh, Belmar until fourth grade, and then I had to go to uh, Baxter. I went to Baxter until uh, sixth grade, and then I came to Westinghouse for seventh grade. Then my family moved out to Penn Hills, as far as schooling goes. One thing that I remember during the time that I lived in Homewood was I I had a paper route. It was a Pittsburgh Courier, but that was something that my my parents encouraged me to do, and uh, I did that from the time I was 10 until I was 13. My father was a, a veteran. He never went overseas. He was stationed in Myrtle Beach. Uh, he and my mother went there. My mother was 19 when they got married. My father was about four years older than her. All of my parents' friends were married. My mother was in a, a club called the Homemakers Guild, a club of married women. So pretty much almost everybody I knew lived with their parents. You know, most people weren't divorced. Maybe that sounds strange now. My family attended church regularly. It wasn't an option. You know, if it's Sunday, we always went to church. So that was a big influence for me. Until I got to college, then it was optional. Sunday morning would come. You know, it was easy to say, I'm not going. If I could go back and, and, and change something, that's what I would change. We had a, a piano in our house. My father played, and he played pretty well. My parents sent me to uh, music lessons, which I didn't always enjoy it, but it helps you to to think. It helps you to discipline yourself, and you also learn different music styles. So I think I had uh, three years of piano, and then when I came here to Westinghouse, I learned to play the trombone. And probably because I had already had music instruction, I got an A in music with the trombone. So I had had about five years of music by the time I was in ninth grade. There was a a test, it was called the Cooter Vocational Interest Test, K-U-D-O-R, sort of a career assessment test. It told me that my interest was being a a newspaper writer. That was when I was in the ninth grade. But uh, even before then, I was already reading. When I lived in Homewood, before I was in the eighth grade, I had a Sports Illustrated subscription. And also, I was in a book club. I was 12 years old. When I was in high school, even in Scholar's English, up through the 12th grade, at the time, we weren't presented with black authors. 
you know, if you can imagine going all the way through 12th grade and, and say, well, who's a black author? In fact, when I was in college, uh, I went to Pitt. You know, I started hearing for the first time about Langston Hughes and some of the uh, uh, Harlem Renaissance authors like Claude McKay. I didn't know many people who had written books, but uh, as far as writing a book, I, I, I just wanted to say, well, I, I think I can write a book. Well, that was the idea, just, just to write. Where I got my master's degree was the Ivy League school, and the one I went to was uh, Columbia. If you went to an Ivy League school, why can't you write a book? You know, and the subject that I chose was Westinghouse football. Because it was, you know, I kind of grew up with it. Uh, my first book is called uh, Fundamentally Yours, Pete Temperio. It's a biography of the coach of Westinghouse High School. Uh, when I first started out, it, it wasn't meant to be a biography, but as I interviewed people, it became evident that the reason for Westinghouse's consistent success over 21 years was because they had Pete Temperio as coach. The, the second book, other than the, the Imperio biography, was called Learning to Live to Love Life. I always like to look at biographies of people who have, have done what I call exceptional things. And I got that from track and field also, you know, something I learned. But I say, how, how high is high? This oral history was collected by youth interviewers Rico Christian and Jamir Scarborough. Crossing Fences is made possible by the Heinz Endowments and was produced by SLB Radio Productions. Learn more at crossingfences.org.